Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. I was going to say not to eat too much this weekend, but forget it. Thanksgiving is a time to eat what you want and as much of it as you want. So I think you should enjoy. This is a main ingredient on 680 CJOB, and my guest today is the owner of the Oakwood Cafe, who joined me to talk candidly about her life, her family, and of course, her restaurant. Wendy May, owner of the Oakwood Cafe. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, before we start a discussion, we're going to talk about you. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about your history. You are from Winnipeg originally. Originally, yes. But you lived a long time from my hometown in London. So let's talk about that. Yeah, and it was a great kind of a crazy, crazy time living over there. And like, let's talk about what led you there. Le- literally a drunk weekend with friends. And I <laughs> you thought it still, honestly. <laughs> I went over in, in 94 for like for a holiday by myself for three weeks and I absolutely loved it. Yep. Came back and friends and I were a bit bored with our jobs. I was a dental assistant, assistant at the time. They were hairdressers and we just decided, right, we can apply for this working holiday visa. So we did. We went and it was on a drunken weekend. We decided to go and thinking, you know, parents would go, oh, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And we did. And supposed to be there two years. Met my husband and was there pretty much 20 years. Get out of here. What about yeah. the rest of your friends? There, one is still there. One is back in in Manitoba. Wow. So yeah, that's a. How many were we that went? It was just three of us, me and two 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 guys, and we had like the best time. Well, for sure. Like you're super. You're young, super you got booze, and you got a bit of money. Like, exactly, and we didn't. We lived on popcorn and coffee for about six months, and it's surprising what you can live on cheap white toast. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that now. What are you talking about? Oh, totally. <laughs> great for the figure, not so great for anything else. Okay, so. Um, what made you move back 20 years later? You know, you're living your life, you're doing your thing. What were you doing out there? I was a secretary for a professor at our local university. And my husband and I, his father passed away and his mom passed away previously. And we kind of decided it was a, a good time to move. As things were changing economically in Britain and it's getting a lot harder to live and to stay afloat, never mind getting ahead. Right. You know, kind of pigeonholed in where you were. And we just thought, you know what? Do it while the kids are still young before they change schools and, you know, really get cemented. Right. And it was just, just seemed like the right time to do it. Like so, you yeah. guys never thought of moving anywhere else. Figured move back to Winnipeg. Yeah, it was, roots, it, yeah right? it was, it was, it was just one of those things like, you know what, I came back, I, my you know, brother had a little girl and it was kind of, I started, I actually started to miss family. Yeah. Even him. And started to but you know, yeah, it just it just seemed like the right thing to do. And we had sort of talked about it over the years and it was just always a, yeah, maybe, maybe one day, yep. you know, and I was never really that had no burning desire to move back to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. but it just for some reason, the universe kind of said, no, now's the time to go. So. Right. But it's more of did. a family thing. Yeah. If your family was somewhere else, you'd yeah. probably, that would probably bring you wherever. No, absolutely. Were, right? Absolutely. Especially when you have kids. That right. It really is. And they're kind of a, you know, a good, was, the decision was largely for them to try and give them more opportunities, you know, education wise and, you know, job wise when they're older. For sure. You know, because I don't want them living at home when they're 40, you know. <laughs> Why not? What's know. the problem? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're so picky. I know, really, truly. <laughs> this is the main ingredient on 680 CGOB. And this Thanksgiving weekend, I'm talking to Wendy May the owner of the Oakwood Cafe located at 660 Osborne, which is on the corner of Osborne and Oakwood. Did it take some convincing for your husband? Like you said, it was a mutual discussion and it, he was all on board with that? He was. I mean, I think there's times when we thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And even really up till the day the, the guys came to pack up our house and put it into, you know, shipping container, we were still thinking, oh God, what are we doing? That's a big move. Like when you went there, you had nothing. You're, I had, I had you're a backpack young, so you, and a suitcase. And now you're moving back and you got like a lifetime's worth of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. You got like literally a whole house worth of stuff plus stuff, you know, from in-law, like from his parents. Yep. His dad was a mechanic and, and 
you know, avid gardener, so we had all his tools and stuff that we wanted to bring back. And for sure, there was know, expensive stuff. Yeah, and a you know, ten foot solid wood workbench with you know drawers and everything, which we are, think we're probably being cursed out by the guys packing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay; it's ten thousand dollars just to move that. <laughs> exactly, but you know, it was just one of those things. We thought, get someone in, do it. You know, the paperwork t- took nearly a year to do. Wow. You know, for my husband to to be able to come with me. Yep. The kids, same thing. I mean, it was all a bit. Kind of like, let's just see what happens. And we didn't have a timeline. You know, it was kind of one of those things, it'll take as long as it takes, get everything in place. You know, came here, had two weeks to find a house, found a house, better for worse. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit of a whirlwind. Wow. Your back settled in, what's going on? Back settled in, was temping for WRHA and various sort of admin roles. Mm -hmm. Really wasn't feeling the love anymore. I think in my mind, I'd kind of moved past doing that, but I didn't really, still didn't really know what I wanted to do you know, kind right. of thing. And then. But you got to make money, obviously. Got to make money, exactly. And I said, my husband was like, you know, to give him a chance to settle. And I thought, fine, I'll go and, you know, get the you get the job and be the breadwinner for a time just yeah. to let him. Fine, I'll do that. Yeah, oh my God. Like, honestly, <laughs> you supported me for years and now it's my turn. <laughs> but, you know, so, yeah, so it's sort of like helping him find his feet a little bit. Yep. And, you know, so I was doing that and not really, not really loving it at all. But I think you do what you have to do. Right, that's and, work and, though and, and when really you don't truly, love something. And, and no job is too, you know, too good or too bad for you. I mean, if you need the money, you find a job and you just do it and whatever. Again, especially if you have kids, you well, know, prize exactly. out the window, just, yeah, make some money. Absolutely. You know, so then we did that and was kind of bored at work one day and thought, oh, what do I want to do? And I'd always loved baking and always loved cooking. So mm-hmm. I sort of, you know, went to the Red River website and sort of put an application, put my name down on, you know, on a waiting place. And then you got to happen to get a wild card spot, you know, for that year, you know, pretty much had spot offered, had to accept it within two days. Oh my God. So, okay. So, so you, when you applied and there's a waiting list, so now in your mind, you're thinking, well, okay. A couple so, of years. I mean, right. they said it was probably, you know, easily two year, two year wait list. You, After you submit that application, you find out when that you have to accept in two years. It was probably about like two months later. You know, so kind of, you put it to the back of your mind thinking, oh, totally. I've done that. Well, you know, think about it if it comes up. Right. And I didn't even think about accepting the place. I just did it. Went home and told my husband, by the way, I'm going back to school <laughs> in a couple of weeks time. What do you think? He's kind of like, yeah, okay. He's, he's very much a go with the flow kind of man, which yep. is polar opposite to me. So it works really. It <laughs> works well. To, it totally works well. Yep. And he was like, yeah, you know, if you want to try it. And at the same time in my mind, I thought, well, I might, I wanted to know if I would really enjoy doing something like that as a career or if it's just one of those, you know, fancy about at home thinking you're, you're an amazing baker and cook. Right. You know, so it was, and it was hard. I'm not it was hard. It was, it was very stressful. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, intense learning because it's such a, such a short course. Yep. Was it satisfying? It was overall at the time. I at the time I thought, oh no, not for me. But you know, after you sort of you're after you're out of the fire, you kind of process and think, no, actually, I learned a hell of a lot that I didn't know before. Right. And kind of going in, I think it's almost better to go in not knowing anything, rather than kind of thinking, oh, I know how to do this. Exactly. And right. then having to relearn everything. Right. And I've learned so many good techniques and better techniques and proper ways of doing things mm-hmm. that I still wouldn't know had I not done it. And in fact, I was old enough to be everybody's mum, including the instructor. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of, was kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back with more from Wendy May and the Oakwood Cafe when the main ingredient returns. Wendy May, the owner of the Oakwood Cafe, is here telling me about her life that led up to her owning this great little restaurant on South Osborne. During that whole thing, I'd gotten my mortgage license because when we moved, we needed to get a mortgage. And, you know, the, my sister-in-law recommended somebody and ended up sort of doing like little bits of admin for him. And he said, oh, why don't you get your mortgage license? And I thought, okay. <laughs> really was not for me in any way mm-hmm. because it's just not, my mind is not geared to, geared to that. Right. 
but I, you know, did it for a while. And we started talking. This is a chap that owned the, the Oakwood before me. And he sort of kept saying, oh, you know, I'm thinking of selling and whatnot. You know, uh, that's when you were working there, though, right? I was, yeah, I was working there. I'd started working as, you know, serving and doing all kinds of little bits. And he kept saying, oh, you should buy it. And I kept saying, what do I know about running a restaurant? And he kept going, oh, what do I know? <laughs> Unfair enough. That is hilarious. You know, so yeah, so like, you know, a year and a bit on, kind of thought, couldn't think of a good enough reason to not try. And again, same thing financially, it could be a disaster, but at the same time, anything can anything can be a disaster right. and you just scrape yourself up and start again. Mm-hmm. You know, you cry for a bit, feel bad and think, oh, I'm a loser. And then you think, well, no, actually, hang on, things happen. Right. And you're going to say, not so far, we're not at that situation. Yeah, thank God, eh? Yeah. Um, so what was a tipping point? Like, what was the thing that made you decide? He's sitting there going, hey, you should, should buy this. You should do this. You should do this. And what was the conversation that you thought, you know, I'm going to. You know, it was, I talked to my husband and couldn't think of any reasons not to, you know, and I did, I wrote lists of like pros and cons and all these things. And just by working there and sort of knowing the people, knowing the, the customers that were coming in and the sort of things they were doing. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I could probably do this. And just in my mind, think oh, I could tweak this to do a little bit differently. Not all things better because you tweak things and some things work, some things don't. Right. Just got to know when to let go of those things, right? That, that, absolutely, absolutely. That's the trick. Don't be precious about any of it. Right. And, you know, it was just sort of thinking and working with really, really great people that I really could not talk myself out of it. You know, and Mr. Like, Laidback was not going to talk you out of it either. No, not at all. He says he didn't want to be involved. He's happy. He's our, our maintenance man. Thank God. Because <laughs> everyone needs one of those. 100%, especially one that's free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He works for food. You know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being griped at. But yeah. yeah, it's so, I mean, all in, all in all, it was a really good decision. Scary as anything. And it still is scary. It still mm-hmm. freaks me out to think, you know, you have people's livelihoods in your you know, you're responsible for people making a living. That and is that a scary thought. that is like a thought. super scary thought. Because that means you have to be a grown up and, you know, in your mind, you're never really <laughs> for never. Really a grown up. No, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 20 in my yeah, mind. absolutely. And I look in the mirror and this old guy, you know. Total, <laughs> this old guy's totally. there. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> I know. And then you get from a kid's, mom, when you were little, did they have such and such? It's like, yes, we did have electricity back <laughs> The 70s did have electricity. We run on paper, not stone. Exactly. (laughs) Carrier pigeons were dying a death. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so you you moved back in 2015? Uh, 13. 2013. You started working at the restaurant when? It was probably uh, mid-2014. And you took it over? On 1st of March, 2016. Wow. So, okay, so how how was that transition? How was it transitioned from, hey, I'm just a worker and I get to, you know, serve some tables, make tips, get out of here and blah, 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 to now... You know, you're running the place. It was a little bit scary because partly I'm really pleased that all the staff decided to come along for the ride with me because that was my biggest worry that they mm-hmm. would have thought that whole time I was working there as a colleague that I was spying on them and trying to think of we Oh, yeah, because they really wouldn't know the conversations that, that no, took place for exa- you taking that over. Exactly. And we told them once everything was finalized and signed and we knew it was actually going to happen, then we told everybody. But up until that point, you know, we kept everything hush-hush because, you, right. you know, we just didn't want to rock the boat or anything. So what, you like had a staff meeting to tell everybody kind of thing? Uh, we told the, our kitchen manager, John, who was awesome and to the assistant kitchen manager at the time. And yeah, they were great. And then sort of one by one told everybody mm-hmm. and they go, no, no, go on, get out of here. And said, no, really. And so there wasn't anybody sort of asked personal questions, but obviously when you're taking over a restaurant, you've worked with people, people have told you things, you see their work habits because there's, you know, there's the boss and then there's my coworker. Totally. Right. So when you're buying it, there wasn't any, oh, no, now so-and-so, i got to deal with this guy on a different level, like at a certain level. There was a couple, and, you know, we had to let a couple people go for various reasons, not necessarily just because I took over. It was just, you know, things had run their course and, right. you know, things were, weren't were working out how we needed them to work out. Mm-hmm. 
and you know still talk to them you know and don't want to be that horrible horrible boss but you you have to make some really crappy decisions sometimes right it's business right it is and it is it, it is and i would i would want someone to tell me if i wasn't doing a good job mm -hmm. and they do they roll their eyes at me all the time and <laughs> It's like it, having more kids. It totally, it really, <laughs> it really is. But no, I, I didn't want to sort of come in and same thing, like start changing things, where, you know, just sort of like, oh, what's, this is my idea and we're going to do it. There was a lot of very kind of fluid decisions that happen and people are really, really good at telling me, you know, uh, that will work or that might not work or let's try this. Like it's open communication. It's totally open. And I'm not going to sit there and get all mad because you made a suggestion that, you know, I may not agree with. Exactly. The, the, these and guys are not afraid to actually just tell you what they think. Exactly. And I'm really glad because sometimes in my mind, I think, oh yeah, that's really easy and really clear. Or I'll think, oh, I've said this and this, but I haven't laid out the instructions very well or haven't communicated it very well. So right. to have people that can say, oh, actually, hang on a second. No, we didn't know this or we didn't do that. Because right, everything's clear in your own mind. It, it's always crystal clear in my right, own even mind. Even parenting. I tell my kids, yeah. hey, A, A to Z. Meanwhile, I left B, C, D, and you know what I mean? All those. It, it's absolutely. And I mean, there's times when I've, you know, lost the plot, not quite Gordon Ramsay level, but you know, you do because it, it's, it, it, the stress kind of gets to you and you kind of think, oh, why aren't you doing that? Right. And at the same time, I know people get frustrated with, with how I work too, because mm -hmm. same thing, and you know, they're not always hundred percent clear. Right. So it kind of goes both ways. Mm -hmm. but Communication is huge, especially in a restaurant. It is. And I'm kind of very much, it happens, it's done. Right. The grievance database gets emptied. It doesn't sort of like stew there for like weeks. Oh, you know, three months ago, this happened. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it happened that, at yeah, the time. And, no. And because things happen in the heat of the moment too, and things, you know, sometimes get said and on, on both sides. I've, that's never happened to me. I never say things in no, the moment. No, I can moment. imagine you'd be I'm like- always laid back. Yeah, know? I can imagine never <laughs> get angry at it. Exactly right. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I did notice when I went there for lunch the other day, um, I noticed a lot of things, but one thing that really stood out was, uh, yeah, your staff. They, they seem really, really nice. Um, genuinely happy to be there, right? Yeah, like, you know, really, we are really, really lucky that we've got a lot of long-term staff and really, if it speaks volumes because restaurants turn over a lot, they do, right? And Cause it's young people, um, doing all sorts of things. So if you manage to have long-term staff, even like one or two, if you got more than two, it's like a record, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's amazing. It just makes your life a lot easier. So how do you do that? It does. I think just by making it a really nice work environment and not really changing the work environment from what, like how it was run before. I mean, I'm probably a little bit more involved on different levels, right. but at the same time, you have to kind of trust your staff that they know how to get on with the job. I mean, you can't sort of micromanage every little thing that happens. A, you'll go insane, but B, you're going to make people really, really annoyed with you and they're just going to say, well, saw it off and walk out the door. Right. Well, why tweak the machine if the machine works? It does. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course, when it's running, if it goes off course, I will put it back on course and tinker with it then, have a conversation that's with the person. It. But if they're doing the job properly, then why do I need to have a conversation well, with Well, that's them? exactly. And you have to have a certain level of trust that people do know and that they can make decisions and use common sense. Right. You well, know, it like gives if, you tons of freedom too, right? It does. And if someone, you know, if there's like you know, an issue, if someone's not happy with something, then, you know, I trust them to deal with that. And if it goes past that, then I step in. You know, 98% of the time that never happens. Mm -hmm. You know, staff really know, like, you know, if something happens, you offer, you know, there's, there's this sort of process in place of, of what to do. And, you know, they treat people like part of the family, which mm -hmm. is great. And, you know, treat you like part of the furniture if you've been in more than two, more than two <laughs> times. <laughs> Oh yeah, Bob, you're still here. So yeah, um. and, it, and it's and it is really like you think if, if someone that didn't know our staff came in and heard them talking to say, talking, think, oh my gosh, how could you talk like that? But you know, it's it is just all done in a really really good humored kind of way. Taking a break for sports news and weather, and then back with more from Wendy May from the Oakwood Cafe on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Have you been to the Oakwood Cafe? Wendy May, the owner of this funky little neighborhood establishment, is here to talk about it. So the corner of Osborne and Oakwood. 
right? And that neighborhood is an old neighborhood. Everybody just kind of has their habits and places that they go and everybody kind of knows everybody. So your restaurant kind of falls in line with that, right? Yeah, and it's, it's great. You know, you get people that come in, you see people on the street, you know, you say hello and, you know, smile and, you know, so you get a lot of regulars and a lot of new people too. And we want people to just feel like they can come and relax, right. you know, just leave your airs and graces at the door and come and enjoy yourself. Yep. Um, speaking of the location, I'm sure, because it's tucked in, it's kind of hidden, kind of tucked in. You, you, you must hear a lot that... I've driven by this place a million times. I've never stopped in. It's really nice in here. We do. We get that a lot because we're kind of tucked in a strip mall. Yep. You know, you do, and you, it's very easy to drive by. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've driven by it a million times. Too. When I came in there, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. In I know, here. and I've driven by like, but you know, before I never even knew about it. Yep. You know, it's kind of like even before I moved away, it was up and running, and I thought, no, didn't hear a thing. And it is one of those crazy places you blink and you'll miss it. Right. But everybody seems to know about it. Totally. 100%. Like uh, my buddy who, when I was walking in there, he's a architect across the street and he uh, said where I was going. He's like, oh yeah, great food there. Yeah. You know? But he knew because he works across the street. So he always goes in there for lunch, right? That's it. And so we got a lovely rapport with it's like the local businesses and everything. And so I think we know them, they know us and it's it works really well. That's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about the food. Let's talk about the menu. Oh, yes. Your menu is big. It is. It, it's How do you guys handle that? In, very carefully. Yep. It's smaller than it used to be. Yep. And, it's a great um, menu. Yeah, and I'd like to get it even smaller if we can. But yep. it's, you know, sometimes the things that we've kind of like taken down, people, oh, no, we need to get that back. And It's hard. It's hey. really hard. And you can't kind of do everything all the time. Right. But having said that, if you come and you say, oh, could I have, I can't even think of something we've taken off, say one of the clubhouse or one of the sandwiches. If we've got the stuff, we'll make it for you. It's oh, not, really? It's, it's not a big deal. Yep. You know, breakfast breed or something, you know, people, you know, if they come and ask for it, if we can do it for you, we'll absolutely do it's it. It's not 50 of them. It's one guy. And if we have the stuff, exactly. it's, we're just cooking anyway. Exactly. And the same thing, having a really strong team in the back, you know, they've got their prep down to a fine art. Well, you'd have to, again, if you're, if you have a menu that's sizable, you know, you have to make sure that you're organized in order to, to kick it out properly. You get a big table and everybody's ordering different things. Exactly. You have to make sure that you're on point to get exactly. it out. Exactly. And sometimes we do run out of stuff and that's fine. We can always suggest alternatives. Yep. You know, and like every other place. Yeah, exactly. Because I, mean, I mean, a lot of our stuff, for example, like our beef and Guinness stew, I mean, it's like a four hour job to cook it. It's not something we can whack together in half an hour. Right. You know, the chili is like two or three hours. Like all the, like a lot of our components take a long time to cook. Right. But so again, that comes with really good planning and a really good team. That kind of look and you know keep your keep it on the levels and think well we need to get this done and get that done you know so yeah every day they kind of have their their list of things to do and sometimes a list gets interrupted for other stuff that sort of takes you know you know you're running out of something that you didn't realize you're going to need because you have a run on it right and yeah and they just keep it together I don't know how they do it without freaking out quite honestly yeah totally when I, well I've worked in restaurants before I've always liked you know serving the front of the house. Um, I've never understood the back of the house, how it just looks like organized chaos. It really is. You know, and I have no idea how you, how you even get things out on time. Like if I cook at home, it's hard for me to get everything out warm at the same time. So I wonder how you can do it for like 50 people. It, it, it is, it's, it is like, it is organized chaos is exactly the right description. And mm-hmm. same thing, having your prep line, having everything ready to go, you know, some stuff like you park cook sausages and that kind of stuff. So you have a certain level that then just needs finishing off so mm-hmm. that, you know, then again, you time it with your eggs or your burgers and everything. And you kind of know, like, you know, fries take this long to do. So then you, burger takes this long. So you kind of time it. And I just don't know how they keep track of bills when it's busy. Yeah, I mean, I like ding, ding's in. And I'd, I'd be like rocking in the corner crying. Totally. <laughs> and they just don't even, I mean, they don't even visibly break a sweat or look stressed out about it. They just bang it out, get it done, find time to laugh and make fun of each other as they do it. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> 
I guess you got to keep it light, right? When you're well, busy, oh you got to keep gosh, it light. Oh my gosh, you really do. And you can't be offended. If, if you're easily offended, the kitchen is not a place. Probably <laughs> well, restaurants aren't yeah. free if you're easily offended. This is the main ingredient on 680 CGOB. And this Thanksgiving weekend, I'm talking to Wendy May, the owner of the Oakwood Cafe located at 660 Osborne, which is on the corner of Osborne and Oakwood. You guys make a lot of stuff in-house, sauces and all that kind of stuff from we scratch? We do. Virtually everything's made from scratch, and I keep coming up with new things that we could do from scratch, and then I get the eye roll, and we still do it. <laughs> it works out fine. But I, just think right. you get, I just think you get a better quality at the end of it. For sure. You know, and you can control control things a little bit easier. And it means people have to be a little, you know, bit, a bit more prepared than they might have been to open a packet. Mm-hmm. You know, for and something like guacamole, it's a fairly straightforward recipe, but you need to read it through and you need to understand it. Right. You know, once you do it two or three times, yeah, you can do it. You don't even really need to look at the volumes. You just remember how it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And same like mac and cheese, all those kinds of things. They may have a lot of components, but they're not overly complex to actually get out. You just have to do it the right way and it'll come out fine. Correct. And if you don't understand, ask me a question. Because sometimes when I write out the recipes, and my, again, in my mind, I make these things. I think, oh, you just do this. My favorite, you just do this. People, you yeah, can't just words. do this. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and things sometimes I get the, you know, get it a bit wrong. So then we have to go back and tweak things or people mm-hmm. suggest different way to do it that might be a little bit more efficient. And, you know, absolutely, we tweak things all the time as we go. No, there's always 10 ways to do the same thing. There really, there really is. Right. And it's not, and everyone has their own technique of doing it. As long as the end result is the same, I don't really worry about how you get to that point. Right. You can choose the shortest line. If it, if it ends up being yeah. the same, don't care. Exactly. Don't skimp on the quality and don't, you know, follow the, you know, follow the volumes and whatnot that you need to do. And yeah, it, knockwood usually comes out okay. Let's talk about you and your baking. You bake and make. All of your desserts. I do. Guilty as charged. In fact, I was there this morning before I came to see you to, to get some stuff out. That well, we well, well, obviously, you that's what you do. You're a baker. Yeah, oh, I'd love it. What made you decide to do the all the baking for your restaurant? I think a glutton for punishment. <laughs> you know, you like it. Yeah, you're like you're running a business here. You're busy. It is, but no, but partly I love baking. Right. I don't really see it as a slog. Some days you think, oh yeah, I could do without it, but at the end of the day, you suck it up and you do it. And plus no one else in the kitchen wants to learn how to bake. <laughs> so it's down, it's totally down to me to do it or not. <laughs> I've tried to turn them into bakers and they really don't want to know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do get a lot of enjoyment out of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can be a little bit creative. And now we've kind of standardized our, our desserts for a while. We just had whatever I felt like making is what we would have. Mm-hmm. But we sort of learned, you know, over the last year that people, what's what are really popular thing like our pecan pie. You I know, we can't keep pie. we can't keep it in keep it in. So you're so it's constantly doing that, and you know, the sort of old, go, tend to go for more old fashioned desserts because you don't get them a lot of places. Right. But yeah, it's just again, you kind of do it and you get get some enjoyment and. Right, you probably get less enjoyment not doing it. I do. I kind of worry it, right. about if I'm not doing it. So if, right. I'm, if I'm away or anything like that, I thought, gosh, I've got to make sure everything's sort of like up together before we go. And, you know, we, when we went away, we went to England for a holiday last year for two weeks. Yeah. How do you I, leave that if you're the person that's doing all the it desserts? It was hard. And we had one server who's an awesome baker. She doesn't really want to do it all the time, but she stepped up to the plate and she came and did stuff for us. And I had a lady that made some cakes while we were away that I, that I'd found through recommendation of someone else. So yep. it kind of, it, it was fine. And it was kind of hard to think, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm not doing it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it, it was not, a, it was no, there was no reduction in quality. There was no reduction in customer satisfaction with someone else doing it. So, you know, kind That's of, good you, to know. you kind of right? have to let it go sometimes. Yeah. Otherwise not, you're chained to it. You totally. Otherwise you're never going to be on vacation no, ever. Exactly. And sometimes you need to, cause you do have to spend time with your family. Do you? you know, no, I know. <laughs> apparently, apparently, that's one of those things you do when you Come do, on! I know. <laughs> 
I keep being told you need to spend time with your family. <laughs> and and they, you are. Yeah, and they come to work with me. I mean, my gosh, my seven-year-old comes to work with me regularly and helps. And oh, I, was, I was that the, her that you posted on Instagram? Yes, and I do use the term help quite loosely. Yep. But she's good at taking things to the dish pit and mm-hmm. good at, you know, stirring. That's all a process, right? Like, obviously, it you're is. not going to come there and be, oh, I'm going to contribute in every way overnight. No, exactly. You know, exactly. kids, you kind of got to lead to lead the horse to water when it comes to working by doing smaller things and then kind of build on that. Well, that's absolutely. And she's quite ke- and she's quite keen to help, to be honest. She likes oh, getting cute. her hands yeah, in awesome. there. That's awesome. Maybe she'll it. bake too, huh? You, you never know. I think um, me and Daddy are going girl. on vacation. You're going to stay back and bake. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Mom and Dad are going away for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma will pick you up after. <laughs> or we got a little cot here in the back exactly. of the restaurant. You just stay here. You can watch SpongeBob and have a rest <laughs> in between. <laughs> oh, God, SpongeBob. I've watched enough of SpongeBob for a lifetime, let me oh, tell you. you're not kidding. Going to take a little break, but when we return, we're going to talk more with Wendy May from the Oakwood Cafe. I know that rhymes. Here on The Main Ingredient on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen, and I'm talking with the owner of the Oakwood Cafe, the very funny Wendy May. And although Burger Week ended weeks ago, we talked about how Burger Week was for them last year. Burger Week's coming up. I know oh, you guys participate in Burger Week. Yeah, we're super excited to do it again this year. Like the volumes of burgers that are consumed in Burger Week. It's insanity. Like, okay, so what's the increase in burgers in your restaurant, percentage-wise, let's did, say? We probably, I can't even work out the percentage, but we did in one week over 1,700 burgers. Which is crazy because like there's so burger. many places that participate exactly. and everyone's kicking out those numbers. It is. It was... It was just insane was the way, no other way to describe it. Really? We, the burger we did last year had a lot of components to it and we were making like one to two turkeys every day. Plus, I think we worked out, we went through a metric ton of ground beef in that week. Come on. Which, yeah, which is just like, your mind just kind of can't comprehend. So now we'll be like, you know, super prepared for it this year. And I have to say like the kitchen, they rocked that out. I'm sure they hated me by the end of it because there was, everyone was so tired. For sure, but because you got to think you're still out. doing regular business, yeah. making your regular menu, and now you're you kicking out burger. Yeah, and they wow. did. They they just knocked it out of the park. They just blew me away with how they did, and the consistency of getting every single one out exactly how it should. Right, be. and you have to. Yeah, right, because the first guy's bragging about how great it was. Exactly. Well, guy number one hundred and guy number seventeen hundred has got to. He's got to taste the exact same thing that guy number one That's tasted, right. right? That's right. And yeah, making stuffing. I don't know how many times a day making stuffing and gravy, like all the things that were on it. Okay. So you know, what was on it? It was, it was called the gobbler, which we got, people like, oh, you can't call it that, but whatever. It was basically our- <laughs> I do what I want. Our beef, our beef <laughs> patty with roast turkey, stuffing, cranberry mayo, gravy, and mashed potato. Oh, in a burger? In a burger, yeah. And we still have, we have it on the menu now because we got a lot of such positive feedback yep. from it. And people go, oh, we need to have that again. I got to try that. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It doesn't sound like it should be good. And there sounds like there's a, it's it sounds very like messy. everything sounded, those are all things I like, yeah. especially mashed potatoes and yeah. a burger. Come on. Totally agree. It's almost like shepherd's pie in a burger. It is kind of. And I would say like bring a bib because <laughs> there's no way you're going to come out without spilling something down <laughs> So it's down not a first shit. date kind of food. It's totally not first date food. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want a second date, it's first date food. <laughs> I didn't like her anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a little bit of something over here. <laughs> but yeah, this, so we're like, say, super excited to do it again this year. Now now we know what to expect. Right. We was can, that your first year? That was our first year doing it. Okay. Yeah. And we were warned. Everyone said, oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And we thought, oh, how you know, crazy can it be? Right. We were, well, I mean, we were prepared, but nowhere near as prepared as we will be this year. Yeah. You know, just getting things like just under, but making sure you have your, your stocks up to... To scratch the, you know, your supplies coming in, so you're not making like 14 trips to Cisco. 
yeah, <laughs> to wow. get things. And, That's insane. But yeah, it was great fun. Really, really good fun. And everyone that came in, it was the same thing when everyone was just, I mean, I know it's a contest and whatever, and my mind you think, didn't even sort of radar to think, oh yeah, we want to really try and win. Right. We just wanted to show people what we could do. more. Than I think everybody wins, people, yeah, right? Like I don't do. think there's real, you know, real competition aspect to it. No. Nobody really cares. And you just want to throw in your, 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 you know, your entry and let it do what it totally. does. Totally. And everyone did such good entries. I mean, if you're like, sort of looking and tasting other things, everyone had something different. You know, and everyone does put so much effort into it. You're yeah. not, you're not going to get a bad burger that week. Fully. You know, and I think there's such just, thing as a bad burger though. Probably like, not. Not really? so much. No. 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 It's a strange thing. Just a chunk of meat in between in two bread. pieces of bread. But my God, it's good. It is. If it's done well, it's oh, amazing. Oh, I love now, burgers. So now I'm going to go one after the half. Okay. So here's a deep restaurant question. Okay. So oh. what do you want your restaurant to be known for? And do you think it's known for that? I would really like us to be known for good quality homemade food. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's what we're known for. Mm -hmm. You know, not, we get really good feedback, but we can always try harder. And if someone's not happy, please tell us so we can try and figure out how to make it better. That's the hard thing about a restaurant, right? It is. Sometimes people who are dissatisfied or unsatisfied with whether your service or your product, whatever, um, a lot of them won't say anything. Like I know they're, they think they're doing you a favor by not mm -hmm. telling you. And then they go off and then someone asks them about the restaurant and then they tell them bad things. Exactly. Oh, it wasn't cooked right or blah, blah, blah. When if you had said it to me, if I had known, I would have made it right. Exactly. And I would way much rather know that if you're not happy with something. Because right, I'm not perfect. It's not going to be perfect every time. Exactly. Exactly. And as hard as you try, you can't please everybody all the time. Yeah, not going to happen. You can do your best and we'll always try and make it right. Right. You know, so I'd like, the other thing I'd like people to know about us too is that we will go out of our way to give you a good dining experience. I and mean, right. there's a lot of competition and we're just a small, you know, just like a small fish in a you know, medium-sized pond being Winnipeg. Right. But, you know, everyone you know, works really, really hard to put out great quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. And we have a great customer base that we're always trying to build on. Right. But, you know, having good word of mouth is the best thing you can do, especially in a, in a small place like Winnipeg. Totally. Right. It can it can build you up, but it can tear you it, down at the same it, time. Very easily. Very right. easily. And so that's before, I mean, you go somewhere and you have high expectations. And if they're not being met, do you need to let someone know rather than going off and you know, grumbling about it with, you know, friends and family, totally. you know, come forward and tell us, you know, and we'll try and figure it out and totally try, and, try and work out what, what went wrong for you. Exactly right. Yeah. That can be the, uh, yeah, the end of anybody. It really can. And you say that, and sometimes you're just not going to win. No. You know, you just, no matter what you do, you could bend over backwards and do you know, everything right. Right. But you tried. Just, yeah, exactly. Right, I just want did, the opportunity to, to try. you have to accept that too and not kind of think, oh my gosh, we didn't make one person happy. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that person may not be happy anywhere, or we may just not be their cup of tea. Or it may not it even goes. be you. It may just be they, they had a, a bad day and yeah. they want to take it out on somebody, which yeah. is fine and too. And we've all done that. And we've all had, had I those I never moments. do that, Wendy. Well, you're you're never. special though, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> my wife's not here, is she? <laughs> no. no, so you ask my friends about disgruntled consumer and they'll point their finger <laughs> say, yeah, that's you. But you know, it's like everyone has their moments where things really just aren't gelling for you. Right. You know, and you try... You try to not let that happen, but sometimes it is going to, and you have to accept defeat sometimes. Right. Tap out, you know? move on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And don't let it happen often or, you know, if you can help it at all. Or just don't let that guy back in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say, hey, I recognize you. You complained last time. <laughs> There's this picture. If you see this man. Um, <laughs> 
Um, okay, my easiest question is, what are your hours? Where are you located? How can people get a hold of you if they want to? This, this is the easiest part to answer. We are at uh, 660 Osborne. It's on the corner of Osborne and Oakwood, kind of opposite the Safeway and the Fort Rouge Leisure, Leisure Center. Good landmark. It is a great landmark. We're open Monday, t- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 8 till 8, mm-hmm. Wednesday through su- Saturday, 8 till 9. You guys do a killer brunch and breakfast and we stuff, do, right? Yeah, that's our favorite. I mean, And we do breakfast and brunch all day. So, and if you fancy pancakes for breakfast or or for dinner, even in a burger for breakfast, why not? Yeah, you, you always put stuff on Instagram in the morning and you post stuff and I see it and at work and I'm really hungry. So, yeah, I really appreciate that's that. My, that's my first thing when I get up in the morning. Forget getting the kids ready for school. <laughs> get the <laughs> Mom, Instagram. we're late. Just wait. I am. I'm, I'm like, almost done. Almost done. <laughs> it's like, get off your phone. we got to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it sounds so funny kids saying that, right? Mom, get off your phone. I know. <laughs> sounds I know. like my house. Yes, oh. but yeah, we're we're yeah we're open. We do open some sad holidays. We don't not open Christmas Day or New Year's Day. You Again, know, so, so we, picky. Like, what is I your know, problem? I know, but you know, sometimes we do need to be nice and give our staff some time off. I guess so. You know, once in a while, it keeps them happy. I guess. And yeah, we do tend to open. If we do open stats, we po- we post that online, or we put you know put our hours if we're reducing them or anything, so people are aware what what we're doing. I love the internet for that. Yeah, it's amazing. I just the just there's some things that shouldn't be instant, but when it's updates like that on a place that uh, you know you want updates on. Well, that's. Exactly. And it's it's as your trip. You'd have to think, you know, I really got my heart set on going somewhere. You're not going to turn up and find it's closed and then be mm-hmm. all, you know, sort of peeved off and disappointed. And think, well, I'm not going to go back because it's unreliable hours or it's, you know, too variable. Yeah, there's too many ways to find out the information now to there never is. say that. And they can always email us, which is oakcafe at mymts.net. Or they can call us on the actual telephone, which is 475 The telephone? <laughs> I know. 475-4250. You, need, you still need a landline. You just, people dispute me, but. You can't go. <laughs> can't go wrong with a landline. No, you really can't. When we live in St. Patel, where it's like a lead-lined area. <laughs> you get no reception whatsoever. The lead line. It, the with a rotary line. phone. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, Mindy. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. The Oakwood Cafe is a great little dining spot, so if you haven't checked it out, they're located at 660 Osborne, so I'm suggesting heavily the next time you're in that area, you should drop in for breakfast or lunch. That's it for the main ingredient today. Catch you next week and giddy up on that Thanksgiving dinner.